Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Emerson. And Bridget Spackman, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. If you've been around a while, you know that Bridget and I love a good planner. I mean, so much so that it's our baby together. (laughs) So today, we are going to share 10 steps to help you set up your planner for the school year ahead. But first, we're going to hear a TSH from, I'm going to pronounce this, Valeri. I don't know why I want to pronounce it that way, but I am, apparently. And I apologize if I messed up your name. Um, But my biggest TSH is creating to-do lists. I have tried everything to create lists that will help me be more productive, but I end up getting in my own way. I've brain dumped my list, tried making daily lists, and have even tried power lists, but nothing seems to work. I really struggle with my need to do tasks versus my want to do tasks projects or tasks. For example, I need to do chores and run errands, but I want to do some major organization projects. If every day I have things I need to do with three things on my power list, where do the things that I want to do fit on that list? When I actually get to the want to do items, such as reorganize the pantry, clean out my closet, or reorganize my office, I don't know which one to start first and end up not doing anything at all. I spend so much time trying to write to-do lists that I become overwhelmed and frustrated, which leads me to procrastinating or not doing anything on my list at all. Please help. Mm. So first of all, I know Valerie. Valerie is an MVP. She is awesome, which I find it interesting. So I said her name wrong? Valerie, I'm so sorry. I just say Valerie. I mean, I could be completely wrong. I do not know for sure. I see the, the, the accent above the E and I was like, well I think the I think the accent is above the I I don't but whenever whenever I've written emails to her it's always been above the I at least I'm pretty sure but I also have not had coffee this morning well maybe I don't know anyway I find it interesting that Valerie struggles with the list in this way because she always seems to have it all together which it just shows none of us have it all together but honestly from listening to this TSH it seems like the issue is less with the system and more with that choice and and making that hard choice of doing the hard things that we don't necessarily want to do but need to do versus the fun stuff that we want to do. So here's the suggestion I'm going to make to you, Valerie. It sounds like you are utilizing a power list, which is great. I would suggest kind of front loading your week. So maybe Monday through Thursday is really when you're getting those need to do tasks done. From there, maybe Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is when you focus more on those want to do tasks. But if you don't get your need to do's done at the beginning of the week, then those are gonna bleed over and you have to get those done before you jump into the fun stuff. Another option is to utilize the power list with those three things to do each day for just your need to do's. And then maybe you have a separate list of like want to do's. And if you get your power list done early, then the rest of the day, you can spend time doing some of those want to do's. And I would suggest just keeping those on a separate list. So you're not even tempted unless you have done those you know, powerless items, your need to do's, then you can look at like the more fun tasks. Bridget, where does your brain go? I I mean, my brain was exactly where yours was going because for me, and I completely see what she's talking about, is that I get 
all of my stuff done, but there are days where it's like, I just need a break from my to-dos, like my really heavy like thinking tasks. Mm -hmm. So a really good example of this is that I've been working on like writing some different lessons. And so it's been really, really busy week. Well, the past two days, my brain just was not there at all. We talked about how our brain and hormones just go up and down in our one of our July episodes with menopause and or not menopause menstruation and um I just take those days to do like the fun stuff like the cleaning and the organizing things that are not going to be so taxing on my brain because I need to give myself that grace to be able to just stop and not do the things that are really hard and strenuous when it comes to my thinking um so I try to organize my my tasks in that sense where just like you mentioned it's like that front loading but i don't necessarily front load my week i look at it more of the month and when i'm going to be more focused and when Mm -hmm. i'm not as focused and i try to plan all those other tasks during the i'm not focused period interesting so it sounds like we're both saying to be proactive and it's just you have to find a way that works for you but ultimately it's like planning ahead and knowing when when is it going to work best for you to kind of do that that deep work which that makes me think of Mm -hmm. the cal newport book versus the more like shallow book shallow book (laughs) shallow work interesting (laughs) well bridget i have a question for you okay did you enjoy school supply shopping as a kid like back to school shopping when you had to go get like your folders and your new colored pencils um not as much as you probably did (laughs) (laughs) I would agree with that I don't think most kids enjoyed it as much as I did I know legit it was one of my favorite times of the year growing up I would look forward to this for like weeks. Like it was the highlight of my summer. I loved it. And I feel like the teacher equivalent is like setting up your new planner for the next school year. I think teachers love school supply shopping too. Like, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but setting up a new planner is like kind of on par. Yeah. And I do love a good planner setup. And then back in the day, I was all about the stickers. <laughs> like mm. when you had a paper planner, being all about the stickers for your planners. Now I look for more like functionality versus the cuteness of it. So we want to take you through the steps we use to really build out our planner so that we can be successful for the upcoming school year. Yes. So if you want to follow along with this episode, we suggest grabbing your planner. Steps one through five are going to be mostly with your calendar. So make sure you have your like school or district calendar handy. Then as we move on to steps six through eight, it's going to be more of that like personalization. And then finally, steps nine and 10 will be things you can do if slash when you get that information. Like you may not be able to do it now. It'll make more sense when we get to those steps. (laughs) But just know that you need your planner, your calendar, and then some of the steps you'll possibly have to wait on. As we go through these steps, we are going to be referencing our digital planners that are available for both Google Slides and tablets. Obviously, we're a little bit biased when it become when it comes to the planners, but keep in mind you can use these steps for any planner. So, if you have our planner, you can follow along as we give you specific pages to enter your information on. 
For those of you wanting to learn more about our planners, head to teachingonthedouble.com slash store. You can look at the options and also gain access to free planners to try them out. But keep in mind that you can also follow these steps with any planner of your choice. Okay, so let's get started with step number one. Add your week counts starting with the first week of school. Now, most teachers like to keep a count of the number of weeks of school and or the number of days, especially if you're in lower elementary, that hundredth day of school is very important. (laughs) (laughs) So our digital planners have week counts already built in for you to fill out. The week counts are on the left of the monthly calendar where you click to navigate to that week, but are also on the top of each weekly planning page. Find your first week of school and label it with week one on both the monthly calendar and the weekly planning page. Then you can continue labeling the week counts for the rest of the year so that you, or you could do it as you go. It's really up to you on that choice there. But right now we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Michelle is going to kick us off with step number two. Listen, we know back to school is hectic as all get out, and we want to help take some of the stress off your plate. So rapid fire, Bridget, what are some things you know are stressful at the beginning of the year? Oh, okay. Um, getting all the to-dos done before the start of the school year. Check. Our digital planner has a beginning of the year checklist already made. Planning the first week of school. Also check. Our digital planner has weekly planning pages already dated. What about creating a unit planner for the first unit? Also, check. We have unit planning inserts that fit in all of our digital planners. Oh, gosh. Having to retrain your bladder so that you're not going to the bathroom at all times of the day. Okay, our planner can't help with that, but there are a ton more features that can help ease your stress during this busy time. And if you want to grab a digital planner for yourself, head over to teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store where you can browse all the formats that we have available. While you're there, you can also grab some reusable digital stickers and planner inserts to use not only this year, but every year in the future. Now back to the episode. We are back and the second step for setting up your planner is to add days, your off school slash early dismissal days. So we're gonna start with any days that you do not have school, whether it's for a holiday, a break, or just an off day according to your district calendar, maybe it's the end of the marking period, something like that. We also want you to mark any days you know about in advance that have an early dismissal. Sometimes these are also called like half days or maybe you do like a delayed start day. Basically any day where you know your schedule is going to be different. As you mark these days, hear me out. I want you to place this in four different places, okay? It's a lot, but trust me, you will thank me later. Mm -hmm. The first place you're going to write down these dates is on the special dates page. This is page three of our digital planner. It's basically an overview for the year, but it's focused just on specific days that, you know, you're off school, early dismissal, things going on, so on and so forth. Then we want you to also place these on the quarterly planning pages. Those are located in our digital planner on pages 24 through 27. So you're going to place them on the correct quarterly planning pages. So the first three months would all be quarter one, the 
next three months would all be quarter two, so on and so forth. We also want you to place these on each of the monthly calendars. Now, the pages will vary, but if you are currently using the 2023-2024 July to June digital planners, July is on page 31, August is on page 36, and September is on page 42, just to get you started. And then from there, you can navigate to the other months using the links on the right-hand side of every page. And the final place you are going to place these dates is on the weekly planning pages. Again, those pages are going to vary, but if you are using our digital planner, you can click on the week count on the left side of the monthly calendar to navigate directly to that weekly planning page. You can also just swipe or scroll because they go in order. So we want you to put those dates on all four places, the special dates, quarterly planning, monthly calendars, and weekly planning pages in terms of how to actually add it. It could be as simple as writing no school or early dismissal, or if you're using it digitally, you can type it in there. Another option would be to use a sticker. Bridget mentioned she loves stickers, and I am now team stickers because we have digital stickers, which are so much better because A, they can be resized, so you can have them fit in all different places on the calendar, but they can easily be copied and pasted. So for example, if you are marking all of your no school days, you can copy and paste that same sticker all the different locations that you need it. Within this, you might also consider color coding. So you might have no school days be one color, early dismissal days be another color. The great thing is if you are using a digital planner, you can just change the color of the text or use a different colored sticker. Our teacher header stickers come in 10 different colors to choose from. But if you are using a paper planner, you can always use different colored pens or even different colored highlighters in order to differentiate these days. Okay, so step number three is to add meetings, PD days, or conference days to your planner. So in this step, think about any meeting dates that you know of in advance. You might have designated grade level meetings, faculty meetings, PLCs, and so on. So be sure to different differentiate between these meeting types. You can also use stickers or color coding system as Michelle has mentioned before, or even a symbol just to represent each type of meeting. This will allow you to prepare and to ensure that you're bringing all the correct materials to that specific meeting um, for when you have it. Place this in four different locations on your planner. So you're going to place it within the planner. You're going to have the meetings and PD page, which is located on page 12 and is just going to keep an overall list of all of the meetings that you have. That's going to be scary to see. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're going to place these onto your quarterly pages, which are pages 24 through 27 in our digital planners. And then also place these onto your monthly calendar pages for the year and then your weekly pages. The reason we have you do this is because it's inevitable that if you don't put it into all of the different places, you're going to forget about it. (laughs) It's going to end up happening. So we're trying to cover all of our bases as much as possible. So just remember that you can type it in, you can write it in, or you can use that sticker. Use the copy and paste feature to make sure that this is a more efficient process to this particular step. 
Step number four of setting up your planner is going to be adding celebrations slash fun events. This might include fundraisers that you know about in advance. I feel like a lot of fundraisers, they're just thrown on you. But Mm -hmm. if you know that your school typically does, for example, booster thon in the spring, you might know about specific assemblies, assemblies that are either related to the fundraiser or if your school does some kind of like an incentive assembly or an assembly around different like plays that grade levels put on, you get the idea. If you know about certain field trips in advance, you're going to want to document those. During this time, you might also include like class parties. So maybe you do like a winter or holiday party, a Valentine's Day party, an end of the year party, etc. Excuse me. I could feel the hiccup coming on. I was like, I can't stop it. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. The great thing about digital planning is that you can easily move these events around if or when they change. So you don't have to feel like it's set in stone. You're just getting them on there as Bridget said, so that you don't forget about it. Once again, I want you to place these in four different places. So I want you to place it on that special dates page, which was page three of the digital planner. It's the same spot that you used for step two. I also want you to place it on those quarterly planning pages, which again are located between pages 24 and 27. Place it on each of the corresponding monthly calendars, as well as those weekly planning pages. Step number five is to add other school district information. So this can be assessments, fire drills, days unique to your specific district. So depending on your school or district, you might have access to unique dates that interfere with your instruction. Knowing these dates in advance is extremely helpful as you can plan and accommodate these for these events. However, we know that it may not be feasible for all people. Just be sure to add this step to your monthly planning process. And if you don't know what that is, we highly recommend that you check out episode 145, Steal This Productivity, Productive Monthly Routine that actually works to learn more about this routine overall. So have a specific method for noting the difference between each of these unique events, and then be sure to add time frames if you have them available now. So for example, some assessments have a window to give and then to grade. So you might be doing this over the span of a week or two weeks, depending. If you have unique events or weather drills that have times, be sure to add those as well. Place this information in four different locations. You can do it on your special dates. So page three of our digital planner, your quarterly planning pages, pages 24 through 27, your monthly calendars, and then also your weekly planning pages. I found it so interesting when we were planning this episode because Bridget mentioned fire drills and I was like, wait, you knew about those in advance? We never were told. Yeah, we had it in a calendar and it would just list all of the dates. Now, granted, would it move? Yes, because of weather, things like that. But you had like a general idea. No, we typically had no clue. There were some times, like typically the very first fire drill, they would let us know so that we could kind of prep some of our students because at that point Mm -hmm. we didn't know our students well enough to know like who's going to cope well with this versus who isn't. But later on in the year, we had no advanced notice, but we would start to get smart where we would see like one of the admins like getting their walkies ready or something and we'd be like, hey, we're going to have a fire drill. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. I yeah. have always known when I have them, even my assessments at the beginning of the year, like we had a, a, just a document that had all the assessments and all the windows. So like this whole planning, planner planning, I've done every year. Like yeah. this is what I have always done because it helps me to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, the assessments I typically knew. It was just the fire drills where I was like, that has never been the case with me. It's just interesting <laughs> to hear how different places do I it. I know. I know. But we are now moving on to the more personalized section of steps. So you can put away your calendar for now, but obviously keep your planner. <laughs> so step six is going to be to add your account information. Now you, you might skip this step. If you're one of those people who's probably much better off than I am, who keeps our account information, you know, nice and secure. No, no, no. That's not me. I have like notes everywhere with all of my account info because I can't store it in my brain anymore. It's just too much. So if you are like me, we recommend adding your account information for the various websites and apps that you use to your planner so that you don't have to go searching for it. You know exactly where to find it. Consider like personal account information as well as school-wide accounts. So for example, I might've had a personal login for, you know, obviously Google, but some other websites that maybe I subscribe to. So like Generation Genius was a science website that I personally used. But we also sometimes had school-wide accounts like BookFlix, where it was one login that the entire school mm -hmm. would use. So I would make sure I documented all of those. If you are using our digital planner, you will find the account information page on page five. So make sure throughout the year, as Bridget mentioned, you could maybe add this to like your monthly routine just to keep this information updated if and when it changes, because it always stinks when you go to your account information, but it's a password from like two years ago and you're like, oh, that's not going to help me. But again, great part about digital planning. It's very easy to go in and make those changes. Yeah, for sure. Step number seven is to personalize checklists. Now, having checklists is a huge benefit to ensuring that your year just runs really nice and smooth. <laughs> if you have our digital planners, then you know that we provide you with a set of pre-made checklists that you can customize. For example, beginning of the year, field trip, conference, party planning, end of the year checklists are all available on pages 17 through 21 of our planner. So take some time to review these checklists and really customize them to fit your needs. There are spots where you can add your own information or you can just use the white shape tool and the text box feature to further customize it even more. So all you have to do is to use a shape tool and fill it in white, adjust the outline to also be white and place this rectangle over any text and stretch it out to fit it as needed. Then you're gonna place that text box directly over it and then add your text um, on top of it. You can also customize your own checklist by using the blank checklist page in the planner. This is located on page 22. You can make copies of the page and then create more checklists that you can reference throughout the year. So this might mean having like a morning routine, an afternoon routine, a Friday routine, a monthly routine, and so on and so forth. I mean, there's just so many possibilities with checklists. <laughs> There are. I love me a good checklist, but I also love me some stickers. So step number eight is to set up your stickers. 
oh, it is someone's birthday on Facebook. Y'all probably heard that coming through. I don't get it. I turned on do not disturb. So why why am I getting a notification? I Technology, man. Technology. Wow. Okay. Obviously, you can skip this step if you are not part of team stickers. <laughs> we will still love you. It's fine. But this step can be done whether you're planning digitally or even with a paper planner. If you are using a paper planner, you can start to decorate it with your stickers. Now, let's talk about stickers with paper planners. If your planner is undated, you might be using date stickers. I had a very horrible experience with this. My first teacher planner, I I splurged on an Erin Condren (laughs) because it was super trendy on social media at the time. And then I got it and realized, oh, there's no dates in it. They give you stickers and you have to put the stickers on the dates. And wouldn't you know it, I set up the entire thing. I had referenced the wrong calendar year. Stop it. So every date was in the wrong spot. I was so mad. You're so bad. Me. I feel I'm like not. with the Aaron Condren, I would be like, um, you know, that one Toy Story movie where they're like redoing Woody, like he's getting like a complete makeover because he had yeah. like, the arm that was torn off. I feel yeah. like I would be like that guy. I would have like a magnifying glass and like yeah. little teasers <laughs> to be able to place the sticker in the like perfect spot. I don't think yeah. I can handle it. I don't think yeah. I can do it. It's not for perfectionists, that's for sure. But if you're using a paper planner and it's undated, you might have to go that route. Now, our digital planners are dated, just saying. But you might also be putting like monthly theme stickers on each month. I know some teachers even print their own stickers to help them set up like their weekly plans. You might not go ahead and do this for the entire year, but maybe like you get your first month kind of set up. But we previously mentioned with digital planners, you can use digital stickers, which are just images that you are placing on the PDF or the Google Slides. We love them because they can be used again and again at no extra cost. You don't have to buy anything additional. You just reuse the image and they can be resized as needed. So they work not only for our digital planners, but really any digital planner that you are using. Ours actually have a sticker page. It is linked at the top of every single page up at the top. It's like a little stickers icon. You can click on it and it will take you to that page. For this year's planner, that is page 101, but depending on the number of like days and weeks and whatnot in the year, it does sometimes shift. We recommend placing the stickers you are using most frequently on that page so that they're super easy to copy and paste when you need them. It's best if you go ahead and resize them to the size they need to be. So for example, you might group your stickers by here are all the ones I place on the monthly calendar pages versus here are all the ones I place on the weekly planning pages because the sizes are going to be slightly different. But go ahead and insert your stickers on that page. So wherever you plan on using it, like on the monthly calendar, weekly planning page, get it to be the size that it needs to be, copy it and then paste it onto the stickers page for safekeeping. So a few examples, you might have different subject stickers like math, science, social studies that you use on your weekly planning pages. You might have like specials stickers, so like music, art, PE. You might have meeting stickers. So I knew during different weeks of the month, I had different meetings to attend. So I would make sure that those were on my monthly calendars. But 
you could also start to place those monthly theme stickers onto the months. Now we have some monthly theme stickers in our store, teachyonthedouble.com slash store. We sell them by individual months, but we also have a bundle for the entire year. They just make me so happy. You know I, what I mean? A little too happy, if we're being honest. <laughs> like, seriously, I really enjoy them. Okay, so step number nine is to um, look at your class roster. Now, this step is one that you may or may not apply to you at this point in the year, but it is still um, something that's very helpful to add once you get that information, aka your like class list. I was always the person that got their class list very early, and Michelle like got it the day before school. Yep, yep. <laughs> I was so yep. envious of you. <laughs> I know. I like. I knew this past year. I mean, I'm not in the classroom this upcoming year, um, but I knew what my class list was already. They had already emailed it out to us. Isn't that mm. wild? It is. I, I don't understand, again, how there is such a discrepancy across like schools and districts. I feel like there should be a set time where it's like one month before school starts, you have your class yeah, list. Yeah, I agree. But I agree. that's wishful thinking. Wow. We should run the world when it comes we to should education. or at least a school <laughs> <laughs> okay so you're going to set up your class rosters and your planner to reference throughout the year this is going to be located in a few different spots so on pages six through seven and you can always add more pages if necessary you're going to set up your student names and any other information that you need to reference specifically about them so this might be whether your student has a plan like an iep 504 or some form of a medical condition you can also create your student checklist on pages 16 through 17. We recommend filling in the information first before copying the page because once you have it complete, then you will not have to fill in that information twice. So each page will already come with that copied information on it. It's a nice little hack there. You can also fill in their transportation information on pages 9 through 10. These two pages note the changes in morning to afternoon transportation and can be easily exported and shared with your team, substitutes, or even admin if necessary. Yeah, that's the great thing about digital planning is you have it as like your planning page, but then you can print it, screenshot it, and then email it very yeah. easily or like, you know, give a copy to whoever needs it. And it's just oh, killing two birds with one stone. The best. So final step is to add in your schedule. Once again, this step can only be done if you already have your schedule for the year. But if you're one of the lucky souls that gets to kind of create your own schedule or you already at least have access to that information, this is a great time saver. So first, you're going to create your schedule overview. This is located on page four of our digital planners. You don't have to use both sections, but you can if that's helpful for you. So if you do want to use both sections, here's what I would suggest. Use that Monday through Friday section to set up the parts of your schedule that are like similar each day. So for example, I had specials at the same time each day, but the actual special would change Keep in mind, you could always cover the day of the week with like a rectangle or a sticker to further personalize it. So instead of Monday through Friday, maybe you want it to be like A day, B day, C day, and so on and so forth. Then that schedule section underneath with those four different like sections could be used to outline different schedule options you might have. So for example, full day, half day, 
delayed start. And I know we had two different delays. We had one hour delays and two hour delays. So strange. I know. (laughs) It all depended on how foggy it was. But this is a spot to be able to kind of outline those different schedules. Again, if you are planning digitally, you can always change this if needed. And again, going back to what we said with that last step, you can always like screenshot one of the schedules and then be able to use that for like sub plans or whoever needs it. So it's just great to have ready to go. Bonus points, you can start to set up your weekly planning pages based on your schedule if you can. So for example, if you know you always have art on Mondays, you can go ahead and mark that on your weekly planning pages using a text box or a sticker. And if you want to organize your plans in the order you teach them according to your schedule, so for example, like I start with math and then I teach science and then I teach reading, you can go ahead and create like a template with those stickers or even with like the text boxes and go ahead and copy and paste that from week to week. If you are using Google Slides, once you copy like text boxes, images, and go to a new slide, it's going to paste it in the exact same spot on that slide. So once you have that template ready to go, it's very, very easy to move from week to week. That's the best. Okay, we're going to do a little recap. So step one is to add your week count starting with the first week of school. Step two is to add days you're off school. So early or early early dismissal days. Wow, that was challenging. Step three is to add meetings, PD days, or conference days. Step four is to add celebrations or fun events. Step five is to add other school or district information. Step six is to add account information. Step seven is to personalize those checklists. Step eight is to set up your stickers or make your planner look pretty. And then step nine is to add in your class roster. And step 10 is to add in your schedule. We hope that this episode was helpful for you. If you do want to grab one of our digital planners, you can head over to our website, teachingonthedouble.com slash store. We'll take you directly to the section where you can browse our different digital planners. Once again, we have them available for both tablets as well as Google Slides. And from there, we also have different orientations. So if you prefer a more landscape orientation, we have that as well as portrait orientation and all of those stickers are available in our store as well. While you're over on our website, go ahead and submit your TSH or your time sucking hurdle for the chance to be featured in a future episode. We would love for you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. It's completely free. It's just going to help you get notified whenever we drop new episodes. And if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, we would love for you to leave us a review. We do read them and check them. And it always brings a smile to our face. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.